0: Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzik, our daily limud of Pesir We are up to day number 110 in our limud, as we continue through chapter 19. Learning all about the elements of Chassidus and Shechiyonah v'Kimonah v'Yonah zah, we are going to finish chapter 19 today, beezras Hashem, with some last points on the kavanas of a Chassid, and why it's so important, specifically as we left off yesterday in in reference to the importance of us dominating for others and caring so much about others in our service of Hashem as a chassid. V'yitjom is this short. Chazal and Yom already said about this pasuk that Malch said to Daniel, and I have come because of your words. So what happened was, Malch was... Removed, wasn't allowed in a certain very holy place in the uh, in in in, in Shemayim, uh called the Pargod, right? Shalochazar Gavriel lefnim in a Pargod, because Gavriel teaches us that Gavriel was was banished from the Pargod, this like, very holy heavenly curtain area in Shemayim, whatever that means. He wasn't allowed back there. until he defended Klal Yisrael, right? So he's saying. The idea being that I have come because of your words, meaning I have returned to my holy place, to this Pargod, in the merit of the words that I said about you, Kal Yisrael, meaning the fact that Daniel, I'm sorry, in fact that Malach Riel defended Kalal Yisrael and made up for what he had done previously that, that banished him from that area and he was able to regain access. Another example, We also see, by Gidon, he was told by Hashem, "Go with this strength of yours, and you shall save Israel from the grip of Midian." So too, Hashem told him, "Go with the strength of yours." You gained the strength in this battle that you're about to wage. Why? Because you defended Kala. So How did how did Gidon defend Klisrael? Because he said, after Hashem said to him, "Go, go, you, you warrior. Hashem, Hashem is with you, Almighty warrior." Get a responds and, and he says, You know, I beg of you, Hashem, wh- like, where are you? Why is all this misfortune happening to cholesterol Yisrael? Sounds very much like, you know, like Moshe Rabbeinu. Where are all the flows that happened to, to the Abbas HaKadoshim? And, and it seems like you've totally abandoned us, Hashem. He's, he's defending cholesterol Yisrael. And, and in response to that, Hashem says to him, ah, Go with the strength of yours. You now have additional strength because you've defended cholesterol Yisrael. Beautiful. So we see the importance of advocating cholesterol Yisrael. And we have Israel to Hashem. So why is it so dear to Hashem? Why is it so appealing for us to Daven on behalf of others, for others to be saved? To defend Israel? Who does Hashem love the most? Hashem loves the most, those who love his Yidden. We love Israel. To the extent that someone increases their love to the Yiddin, to, to his Jews for Israel, so to Hashem will increase and magnify his love, Hashem's love, for him, for this individual that loves Jews. And these people that love Jews, are the true shepherds, the true Rome of Harbi Yisrael. Very much, very much desires them. He takes great pleasure in these tzaddikim, these chassidim, and these shepherds, these Rome, these leaders of Kalal Yisrael. Because they they have self sacrificed they're most nevish for themselves, for their sheep, for Kalal for the Jews. And they're constantly seeking out and exerting themselves in order to make sure that Klay has peace and they, they're doing well in every possible way. These Sadikim, these Hasidim, these people that are defenders of Klay these Rohim, the shepherds, in any way they possibly can, they defend Klay and make sure that, that Klay Yisrael are taken care of and they're good. So they're constantly waiting. On the edge of their seat, to daven, to pray on behalf of Klan Yisrael in order to remove any terrible decrees, gazeres that are against us. In order, and, and to open the gates of blessing for us. Oh, what's this comparable to? Who does the father love the most? The father loves whoever he sees that loves his children so, totally, wholeheartedly, and devotedly. So a father loves lo- loves his child greatly, obviously. So he sees someone else loving his child too. Ah, he's going to love that person. And this is tested by human nature. If someone thinks about how much they love their children and how much they see someone else loving their children so deeply, they're going to love that person. Same thing, K'vayach loves us so much, un- unreservedly, unconditionally. So too, he'll love anyone else that loves K'vayach as well. And here the Ramachal will say, it's not just a, it's a really, really good thing and Hashem wants it, but if you don't, it, you could be held accountable for it. this is similar to what we know by the Kohen Gadol. And when the, let's learn the Gemara in Makos discusses this about the Ori Miklot, that when someone kills Bishogig, they go to the city of refuge so that the Goliadam, Adam, the family members of the person that were, mur- were murdered, would not be able to find them and kill them because technically, if someone in is murdered by accident, the murderer, Technically, is able to be killed by the Goliadam, by the the family members of the person that was that was murdered. Look into that. So yeah, obviously, no one should ever be in that position to even have to ask that shayla. So in those instances, the way it works is whoever is in this Ir miklat, the moment the the kohen gadol passes away, um, I'm sorry, the, the when they're in there, people are. People, they, they are held accountable for the fact that this this person killed Bishogek. Why? Because on their watch, when the Kohen Gadol was in his in his position of power, so to speak, responsible for the welfare of Klaal Yisrael, they clearly didn't daven enough to make sure that people didn't murder someone else Bishogek. And we see these people that end up in in the Arimikla because of them, so to speak. <speaking in> because <Hebrew> about these Kohen Gadols, they're held accountable that they should have dabbled really, really hard for their generation, for Hashem and make sure that no one uh, kills someone else, and they didn't do a good enough job for that, obviously. Svech'en Amru, it also says, there in Makos, there was a certain person that lived three prasim, prasos away from Yavshu Ben-Levi, it's about between seven and nine miles, Makos is how much a par is. And because this person, I'm sorry, he lived that far away, and he was murdered by a lion. He was devoured by a lion. And as a result of this person dying at the hands of this lion, it's a terrible death. elio anavi who used to live it, who used to visit constantly, Rabbi Shumalevi he didn't visit it for three days. As a result, why? Because Rabbi Shumalevi should not have let this happen on his watch. He's a Sadik within an eight, eight to a seven, eight, seven to nine mile radius. Someone got eaten by a lion. It must be he wasn't davening enough for his fellow Jews. Here we see very clearly the obligation on a chassid to daven for his fellow Yedin. To beseech and to exert themselves on behalf of the people of their generation. So not only is it an obligation on them they're supposed to do it, but it's incumbent upon them and they're held accountable. If not, we see that as examples from the Kohen Gadol who was accountable for not davening enough for his generation, that there are people still going to the Arimiklat because they killed Mishogig. He should have done it harder so no one would shalom, be murdered by accident. And we see likewise, Rabbi Levi, that he lost the, the privilege of being visited by Eliyahu for three days because on his watch, someone within eight miles, eight, seven to nine miles of him was murdered by a lion. He should have done it harder. It clearly was a lack of his, his shtadlis, his messir for his fellow Jews, as a Chassid. that Rehoshu was. In conclusion for this chapter 19 of Chassidus the elements of Chassidus. We have sufficiently clarified the main components of Chassidus, and as the Remchallah said in previous chapters, at uh, chapter ends, Their details, however, and, and what this really means in, in its granular detail, are entrusted upon each individual according to their intellect, according to their pure heart. The, the, the emotions and the intellect of people are vastly different. It varies a lot. So, Ramchal is saying everyone in their world, in their intellectual capability and style and personality, and in their emotional capability and sensitivity, to that very extent, they, they're entrusted with the details of Chassidus. We've he laid out, he laid out for us the primary elements. So, each person is, is coming upon them, according to their intellect, according to their heart, to conduct themselves in the proper way according to these principles that he's laid out of Chassidus, each manner in its, in its proper time, and its proper way. Beautiful. So as we typically do, I will read through the summary of chapter 19, and with that we will close today's lesson. Summary of chapter 19, of elements of Chassidus. There are three primary components of Chassidus. Chassidus in deed, Chassidus in the manner of carrying out good deeds, and Chassidus in intent, Kabbalah. Chassidus in deeds concerns both deeds between man and Hashem, and those between man and his fellow. Remember, this is a while ago that we were learning this. Long chapter. Between man and Hashem, Hasidus demands the fulfillment of all of the mitzvot along with all of their intricacies, even those not required by the letter of the law. Between man and his fellow, Hasidus enta- entails acting with extreme kindness towards others and exhibiting concern for all their needs, whether physical, financial, or emotional. Hasidus in the manner of carrying out deeds means performing mitzvot with fear and love of Hashem. Remember, avas Hashem and In this context... Fear of Hashem is defined by feelings of submission to Hashem and bashfulness at serving Him. These feelings develop from a deep and real recognition that one stands before Hashem while praying or performing his mitzvahs. Remember, we went specifically into the idea of tefillah there when it comes to the love of Hashem. Additionally, fear of Hashem brings one to demonstrate the utmost reverence for anything associated with him, Hashem. love of Hashem... I'm sorry, that was fear. So fear is... Um, this this, deep develop, this feeling that they develop within themselves as if they're standing in front of Hashem by tefillah and by, by mitzvahs. Love of Hashem is an insatiable desire to be close to Him and a feeling of delight in serving Him. This love must not be dependent on any good that one receives from Hashem, but should be completely natural, like the love of a son for his father. Love of Hashem manifests itself in dveikos, meaning that the chasid will cleave to Hashem and find himself unable to stop thinking about him, at least while praying or performing mitzvahs. Another manifestation of this love is in performing mitzvahs joyfully, mitzvah. and a third manifestation is in zealously defending his honor, Hashem's honor, and contesting those who defiantly flout his will. Chasidus in intent has two aspects. This is the last chunk of the chapter that we just finished up. First, it involves performing mitzvahs with a focus on nothing other than increasing the honor of Hashem, only for Kvot Shumai. This focus on Hashem's honor also causes genuine distress over any, any diminution of His honor, and certainly over the ultimate diminution, the destruction of the Mesa Mikdash and Israel's exile. The Chassid thus prays constantly for Israel's redemption and the ultimate restoration of Hashem's honor. Second, the Chassid realizes that Hashem loves all Jews and desires that they be meritorious, so He intends for the mitzvahs He performs to confer merit and provide protection for His entire generation, and He prays for their spiritual and material well-being. Back there, in the next lesson, we're going to begin in Perek chapter 20, which gets into the implementation of Chasid, which is interesting. You know, we're getting into these higher levels. You see the Remchal is beginning to not just lay out the foundation, but even more, really, how to implement it. It's, it's a sensitive thing, specifically to chassid, as we'll see in our le- next lesson, beginning with the next lesson, Halavai. We should be zoha to, to Chazur over this chapter 19 many, many times, and really understand what it means to be a chassid on all its levels and all its ways, and back there, continue on this mission, through Mazil Sharm, into our next lesson, Lesson in order to understand how to implement Hasidus properly. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516 600 8080.